Hello and welcome to Safe Travels. I'm your host, Damien. Safe Travels podcast is all about finding expert advice so that you can sit back and relax and enjoy worry-free travel. Today we have tips for those who need to travel now during coronavirus. Most of the country and most travel is still shut down or in some stage of shutdown, but there are those that do need to fly, whether it's personal reasons or business. And if that is you, you want to do everything you can to stay safe. Today we're speaking with Yuval Zimmerman, who joined me from Israel. Yuval works with a company called Air Doctor. Their business is unique. They connect travelers with doctors while they're traveling. They do this through their app and through their website. You can actually browse providers, costs are listed, and it's different than travel insurance, but the two can work together. It's basically a very simple and smart way to have access to medical help when you need it. Yuval will share tips for that service, but he will also share some general tips for traveling safe. Show notes will be available. You can access that on our Twitter feed. Safe Travels FM is the handle. Go there. You will find links to that. I hope you enjoy this short talk with Yuval Zimmerman from Air Doctor. Yuval, thank you very much for joining us today. Hi, Damien. Thank you for inviting me. Pleasure to be here. Yuval, if you wouldn't mind, could you give the audience just a quick overview of who you are, what you do, who you're with, and your area of expertise? Sure. So I'm Yuval. I'm I'm VP of Marketing, Director of Marketing at Air Doctor. We're a company that connects travelers to local doctors all over the world. And my expertise pretty much comes from two different sets of areas. One is, of course, in marketing, which I've done for the past decade or so. I mostly specialize in digital marketing. And in the last couple of years, I've entered into the world of PR and speaker opportunities and conferences, of course, more of a B2B marketing. And my second set of, of skills, I would say, it's more of a hobby, but I've turned it into a, a specialty, I guess. It's, it's travel, of course, as people can probably guess by being on the show. And so from an early age, just living all over the place, from Mexico to the States. And then in Israel, I've also traveled many, many places from the Far East, Europe and elsewhere. So I think I'd say I'm a, a traveler and enthusiast. So how did Air Doctor come about? You say that it connects travelers with medical professionals throughout the world. Is that right? Exactly. So it, it actually started when the four founders got together and started telling some stories to each other. And and they just realized that there's a major problem in the world with people traveling and getting sick, and there's no actual solution for it. So for example, in the States, I know that you can be sitting in the comfort of your home and with the tap of your finger, you can have someone come and fill your truck up with gasoline. You can order any food you want, takeaway, and it'll come right to your door. But if you're traveling, there's really no solution in place. Even though in, in the States, let's say, you can use a, a company such as a ZocDoc to get a local doctor a visit. When you're traveling, there's no real solution. So when the founders got together and started telling stories of how they were abroad, how they got sick in non-English speaking countries, and they had nowhere to go, and they ended up stuck in these hospitals for tons and tons of hours and got bad treatment, they realized it's not just them. It's a problem that everyone has. And then they decided to start a startup that gives this excellent service for travelers everywhere. Do travelers work directly through you to find care or are they working through travel insurance companies as well? So what we have, you can have both. We have an app and a web app, so you don't really have to download it for your phone. But any traveler, whether they have insurance or they don't, they can use us for free to browse and find doctors in their vicinity in their specialty, whether it be a a general practitioner, a dentist, or many other uh, specialties that we have. And booking a doctor is done through the app as well. Paying the doctor is done through the app. So you know it's secure. You know you're going to get the invoice and you know you're going to be able to, if you have insurance, of course, get refunded. People can come into the app and use telemedicine. Now in the COVID period, of course, it's a big subject that you don't want to go to a clinic and then get exposed 
to COVID. So you can have telemedicine consultations. You can have doctors come to your hotel and so forth. So that's how it works for the end user. Of course, we also have business partners such as insurers. And all we do with them is basically offer our service, the same amazing service that they can give to their users. And the upside of being with one of our insurers is that you don't have to pay anything. So instead of having out-of-pocket expenses and then getting them back after you claim here, a lot of times, well, the insurer has the option to work with us in a cash-free process where you can just go to the doctor or a telemedicine consultation and you don't have to worry about destroying your, your expense sheet for that travel. And what's the procedure on your end for vetting the doctors for putting together this list of medical providers throughout the world? Well, I think that's a little bit of our trademark, but I would say that something special about our doctors and our services is that we are not an index. We do not just Google every city that we want to work in and just have an index of all these doctors. We actually recruit them one by one. We know who they are. We know that they're licensed practitioners in their own country. We do follow-ups to make sure every year that they're still licensed. So we really have a process here that all the doctors we work here are known and have a good and adequate service. So anyone flying abroad can feel like they're at home and get quality service. Can you provide an example of uh, how this has been used? Maybe something that the audience can connect with a typical use case? Yeah, of course. So let's say we had a, a traveler that was in Rome. She flew from the States and while traveling a few days later, she wasn't feeling so well. She didn't know what she had. She tried to wait it out and it, it got to the point where she needed to seek medical advice. So this user didn't have the insurance that we work with. So she found us through a Google search and very easily found our ad when she was in Rome. And she basically booked a visit with a gastro doctor, went to see them. He prescribed her some pills to ease the pain and pretty much within four hours after scheduling, booking, visiting and taking the medication, she was on her way back into her trip. So is there a cost associated with this for the traveler? Yeah, the cost was very low. I'm not going to mention the, the cost now as, a, as I don't remember it by heart, but anyone can go into our app and go into Rome and see the doctors that we have. The cost of the consultation is predefined and stated very clearly there. We don't want to hide anything. We're there really to help the traveler out. So they can pick a doctor that costs $60 for a consultation, and there's doctors that will cost $150 per consultation, but you can see each doctor's experience and where they're located, where they're from, what languages they speak. So basically, those are the range of prices with medication involved. You'll add a few dollars, but not too much. And, and it saves you the whole agony of going to a hospital where you don't really need one. Most of the time, people that get sick abroad are because they ate something bad or they drank something that they're not used to. Maybe they fell and they sprained their leg. Maybe something happened that they need a, an emergency dentist, but you don't really need an ER. Basically, when you go to a hospital, it's called an inpatient clinic instead of an outpatient. So they want to take you in. They're going to do a bunch of blood tests on you. They're going to keep you there for a few hours to check you up. And this many times is just, it's a waste. And hospitals know that when they have a tourist, they can actually use that against them per se, because they know that there's an insurer most of the time that stands behind that patient and they can get lots of money from that patient from giving them inpatient care. So we're there to pretty much give the patient the actual care that they need and also have lots of out-of-pocket expenses that can just ruin their whole time abroad. 
And to be clear, it's not a subscription service on your end. You're looking for a doctor, you see a listing of the available doctors and any costs associated with it are listed right there. Exactly. It's, it's really, like I like to say, I like the philosophy of that. It's not a zero-sum world. It's not that someone has to be the victor and the one that, you know, that takes advantage of someone else to get ahead. Here, everybody really wins. If a customer goes through our app and books a doctor and they're happy, then they're happy and we're happy. If they didn't, then there's no cost involved on anyone's part and everybody goes a their different way. So it's really there to help out. No subscriptions, no monthly costs, nothing like that. Well, that's great. I think your background in this certainly brings a lot of insight to what we wanted to talk about today, which was coronavirus. Most travel shut down, but there are a lot of people that need to travel right now, need to fly by plane. We had gotten in touch about getting some advice for those that need to do that. They still have concerns, but they want to do everything they can to protect themselves. So what advice could you give travelers who do need to fly during COVID-19 as we're still working our way through this? Well, the COVID pandemic, it's, it's surely a nerve-wracking uh, a time. But I'd say the first thing is that we all have to just take a deep breath. And when you work things out and plan things out, you can very easily see that it's very workable to go to travel and to, and to do things so long that you're obeying regulations and that you're keeping with social distancing and other guys. So I say the first thing is it's okay. You can travel if you need to. Just have these things in mind. If you're going to go fly, then I'd say first, as I see that flights are starting to begin in June and more flights will come in July and August and, and the whole summer season, country regulations as well as airline regulations are going to be the first and foremost protective uh, shells that are going to be in place. So I've seen a lot of news of medical research uh, development teams that have already created one-minute tests, let's say one-minute breathalyzers to check that you have or don't have COVID-19. So when you fly, I'm expecting for these tests to be handed out all over the airports. So when you get into an airplane, you're going to know that you're safe, that you don't have anything. It's not 100% sure, of course, but it's something that, that can ease you going into an airport that you're gonna be tested. When you come back home, you're gonna be tested. That's one thing. Second thing, when you're inside the airplane, they're probably gonna sit you not next to each other. There's gonna be some kind of distancing between travelers. And if there's not, you can always ask for it. And the, the airlines will respect, this is what I'm guessing, respect and, and have this distancing. Of course, I would say bring your own masks, have your mask, have the gel, the, the hand sanitizers, and keep social distancing. And if all these things are, are kept together, then I, I don't believe there's much of a problem and you can feel safe. You mentioned testing a little bit, some of the different things that they're rolling out. Do you know of airports or airlines or countries that have this fully implemented right now? Fully implemented, no, but I have read a lot of articles that they are in, in talks in putting this in place. So, for example, Israel is starting to have flights beginning in June or mid-June. And I know there's some research going into implementing these inside the airport or for every airline going into the airline. So there's no direct usage that I know of because flights haven't really began in a massive scale. But I believe that it will be implemented. And do you think there's anything that travelers might watch for that would make them cancel the trip anyway, whether it's a government warning or raising the, the warning level of the outbreak again? Is there anything in your opinion that would cause people to go ahead and just cancel? 
Yeah, well, I, I would check the news all the time. So if you have a flight planned and suddenly there's a COVID outbreak again, a second outbreak in, in the specific country or, or city that you're going to be in, I'd say that it might be good to reevaluate your flight and cancel if need be. Of course, if there's any country warnings, then I would do the same reevaluate. Other things that I would suggest to cancel or postpone the flights would be if when you get to that country, the regulations say that you're going to have to be quarantined for 14 days, then I don't think there's really a, a need to fly just so you can sit in a hotel for 14 days. And the same goes about flights returning from that country. You have to check your own regulations. And if you're going to have to be quarantined when you fly back, you have to take into consideration whether this is something good and you can deal with a 14-day quarantine or you want to postpone the flight. That's where I think people should look at before they take a flight. Something I forgot to mention is if they themselves are not feeling well. So needless to say, if you're not feeling well the day before the flight, then it's good not to do any harm to yourself and, and fly when you're already sick. And of course, there's no need in putting other people at risk in getting infected by it. Right, absolutely. So your specialty is on the medical side of things. Is there anything extra that people can do to prepare from a medical emergency standpoint if they are going to be taking a trip? Well, of course. So the first thing I would say is plan the trip ahead of time. So in planning, in regards to medical, it's knowing where you're going. Downloading their doctor app is, of course, something that's very advised by me. You'll know what doctors you have in the area. You'll know that you have someone that speaks your language or they can do telemedicine with them in your language. So that's the first thing. Of course, having travel insurance is a very good investment. Chances are, and I hope this happens to everyone, that no one needs to use their travel insurance and no one needs to go and see a doctor. I wish everyone a, a very safe trip. But if they do need to see a doctor, then it's always good to have the travel insurance for an investment of $10 for a week, let's say. You get insured and no need to pay $100, $200, $300 or even more if it's more of an emergency if something bad happens. Also, take your prescriptions. Anyone that has a chronic disease should take their prescriptions with them and make sure that they have enough pills to last the whole trip. If they don't or they don't have enough pills and they're going to need to see a doctor well abroad, or as for prescriptions abroad, it's very good to have the generic name of the chronic disease and the medication that you take so you can ask for it when you're abroad. And I think those are the key tips for, for medical on the medical side when traveling. I think that's very helpful. I think a lot of people that are stuck in a position where they don't really want to travel, but they need to, I think this will be very helpful. So I appreciate it. And I'd love to just switch away from coronavirus specific. What would you say are some of your essential tips for staying safe while you travel? I'd say the first thing is know the weather. <laughs> I know as much as I travel, it always happens to me. If it's sunny where I am, so I'm going to go out just with a short shirt, and then suddenly I'll reach the Alps and I'll be freezing my ass off. <laughs> the first thing is know the weather, know where you're going, and if you need to get some extra clothing, get it, or you know the other way around. So weather is very important. Also, I would say also plan the trip. There's been so many trips, and I learned the hard way where I got to the destination and. And I didn't have a goal in mind. I didn't have a plan. And I started walking around, meeting the locals, asking where is good to travel. And it's a nice experience to talk to locals and get advice from them on what to see that's not very touristic, maybe. It takes from your trip. You have to start planning when you're there. And most people will go for a week or two weeks abroad. So it's good to have everything planned and have a goal. So if your goal is to intermingle with the locals, and that's great, then you can do that. Go to bars, go to the city, go 
and talk to people. But if you want to, let's say, travel and trek, I, I would have a plan beforehand and know exactly where I'm going to go, where I'm going to stay and use my time abroad to the fullest. With Air Doctor, you deal with a lot of the mishaps, a lot of the problems that happen. Yeah. And a lot of those can come from traveler mistakes. Are there some common ones that you see that you can help travelers avoid and even a story if you have one? Well, I think the most common ones that we see and because of traveler mistakes are the cuisine ones, just food, stuff that has to take with food. So if you go out, you suddenly reach the Far East or you go down to South America and you start eating the food with no thought behind it, drinking the water, the tap water. Let's say, of course, in Mexico, it's a, it's a wide known place that if you drink tap water there and you've never been there before, you're going to have real heavy gastro problems. So that's a very common mistake that we see. And when you go abroad, just read a little bit about what you can drink, what's safe to eat, what's not safe, what, you know, people with more delicate eating habits, what should they avoid? So I think that's one thing that, that should be taken into consideration. And another thing we see a lot. You fly with a chronic disease and people forget their pills. They forget their pills at home and then they get nervous and they panic. And it's not a good feeling because you need to take these daily. So that's another mistake. You're, you're planning for your trip. You're getting all excited. You know what you're going to see, what you're going to do. And then suddenly you're stuck looking for your medication. So both those things are, are critical mistakes that, that people make and can be easily avoided. It's interesting that both of those are everyday things that we do. Taking your medication, you do it every day, eating every day. And it's funny that those can be the downfalls for travelers. <laughs> yeah, it's very funny. But the same points that, that make travel so interesting and so fun and so exciting, the same points that just bring your downfall when you're traveling. And mm. I've had some funny stories myself, and I've heard a lot of funny stories that, that people would, would not visit again. And Yuval, what are some of the common myths or misconceptions that you hear in your line of work or otherwise about travel that you can help dispel? Oh, the first one is, is of course, it won't happen to me. <laughs> Everyone goes out thinking that they're special and they know what they're doing and it's not going to happen to them. So that's a huge myth that, of course, has to be has to be brought to its to its senses because it can happen to you and it will happen to you if, if you're not ready for it. So everyone should should really think about where they're going and what they're doing so it doesn't really happen to them. So if you if you go prepared, then it, chances are that it won't happen to you. If you don't go prepared, it will. Another misconception I would say is travel insurance in general is bad. Many people don't get travel insurance because they think that the insurance company is a greedy corporation and if they have to deal with something they'll deal with it alone and i think here is something that that's worth a thought because many of the activities not many most of the activities we do each day are brought to us by these corporations that we're able to use you know whether it's using the laptop or right now we're, we're speaking and, and and flying abroad so travel insurance nowadays as i've seen them they're companies that really look out for the well-being of their customers they understand that if they're not proactive if they're not really there for their mm -hmm. customers that they're going to lose out and when something happens they want to be there and take care of them so they get customer loyalty. And, and it's just like that with, with Air Doctor. So Air Doctor is, is moving in and working with these insurance companies because they see that when the insurance companies work with Air Doctor and give this extremely valuable service to the traveler, travelers are more willing to get it again next time because they see it's really there for them. So I think those two myths are, are important to debunk. That's a lot of great advice, Yuval. Where can we send people online to find you if they want to get in touch? 
Well, everyone can find me on LinkedIn, on Facebook, of course, the, the social networks, feel free. If you go to the Air Doctor website and write us there and anyone wants to get in touch with me, and I'll be very happy to get back to them on whatever they need. That's great. Thank you. We'll link to all of your contact in the show notes. I appreciate it. This is a lot of great advice. Very helpful. I appreciate you joining me today. Thank you very much. I had a lot of fun and thanks for inviting me. I hope you have enjoyed our conversation today. Remember, there will be show notes and links. You can find links to show notes from our Twitter page. Our Twitter handle is Safe Travels FM. I have a small favor to ask. This is a new show, and so far feedback has been great, but we could use a good boost. There are a lot of ways that you can help. You can subscribe on your favorite podcast player app. You can rate us on the Apple Podcast app. You can share it with friends. You can share it to social media. All of these things would help. I would really appreciate it. Thanks again. Safe travels. <laughs>